This podcast is brought to you by Bethany Trinity Presbyterian Church. Thanks for listening. Now, a very good morning to everyone. A blessed Tuesday. Um, so good to see everybody here, and thank you for being here to read and to pray Psalms together. This morning, we'll be turning to Psalm 51. Now, dear friends, I wonder, what do you pray when you have committed sins and you must come before God? What words do you say? Do you pray words like, have mercy on me, my sin is always before me, cleanse me, create in me a clean heart? Or perhaps even, do not cast me away, God? Well, if you have, can I say that you and I are in the company of millenniums of sinners who learn to cry out to God for mercy. It was said that for centuries, many centuries, Psalm 51 was repeated many times each day at monastic services. St. Augustine of the 4th century would grieve deeply of his sins and he would look to Psalm 51 as the psalm that gives hope to those who are in despair because of their sins. Prayer books in history will no doubt include Psalm 51 as a prayer for repentance. So as we begin reading this important psalm in Book 2 of the whole Psalter, can I invite you to read along with me from your end? Psalm 51. For the director of music, a psalm of David, when the prophet Nathan came to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, you who are God my Savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. 
my sacrifice, O oh God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God, will not despair, despise. May it please you to prosper Zion, to build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the sacrifices of the righteous, in burnt offerings offered whole. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. Now, Psalm 51 is a penitent or repentance lament. It is the first of the Davidic Psalms within Book 2 of the Psalter. The structure of Psalm 51 might look like this on the screen. You have the superscription, and then verse 1 to 2, it address and appeal to God. Verses 3 to 6, the confession of sin. Verses 7 to 12, petition for forgiveness and renewal. And verses 13 to 19, the vow of praise and sacrifice. Now, as you look at superscriptions, it brings us back to the story of 2 Samuel 11 to 12, when Nathan confronted David on his adultery with Bathsheba. It sets the stage of the seriousness of sin and the unmerited forgiveness that only God can give. In 2 Samuel 11 and 12, it puts human kingship in its proper place when Nathan confronted David in the name of David's king, of God himself. David, in his sins of adultery and murder and misuse of power, mistreatment of God's people, David handled Israel as if she was merely his possession. And Nathan arrived and rebuked David's actions, saying that he had shown utter contempt for the Lord. Although David, he will be forgiven at his repentance, the consequence cannot be avoided. David's son, his innocent son, would have to die because of his sin. Now, if you look at Psalm 51, it may sound like a personal sin, in confession. But in reality, this psalm was the picture of Israel all through history as well, whenever they forget who is the real king. Now, this psalm begins with verses 1 and 2, with David addressing God, Have mercy on me, O God. Now, now here I might be getting too detailed for a morning devotion, but it is worth pointing out that here David uses the last personal Elohim instead of Yahweh for the word God, which hints of his alienation from God because of his sins. Nevertheless, David continues his cry for forgiveness based on God's steadfast love and abundant mercy. The plea for forgiveness is described here with blot out, wash me, cleanse me over my transgressions, iniquity and sin. It is both a comprehensive request and also a complete confession that it was my sin and no one else. Here's the thing, a true repentance does not bring up a person's past good works to lessen the weight of guilt, nor find someone else to blame. And that was exactly David's response in verses 3 to 4. Against you, you only have I sinned. Now, although David had sinned against practically everyone in his kingdom, 
it was actually his recognition that the kingdom was not his but God's that made him confess that all sins are ultimately against God. Now, dear brothers and sisters and friends, when you and I, when we cry for forgiveness before God, we need to recognize that all our sins are first and foremost sins against God. And it is no good for us blaming our spouse, our children, our parents, our friends, our society, our circumstances, our genetics. If you want to sing Psalm 51 and plead for God's forgiveness, we need to come clean before God and acknowledge our sins. Because there is no cheap grace. There is no acting before God. God takes no pleasure in half-baked repentance. If we really want repentance, if we want to sing Psalm 51, we need to come clean before God. If you look at this Psalm, David never compares with other kings of his world, how they had other women in their life and they, they, how they, they live a decadent life. David never compares nor does he ever blame the window of his palace. He says in verse 4b, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. In 2 Samuel 12, we hear the judgment and consequence announced. Nathan announced David's pardon, but his son will have to die because of his sin. It is hard for us to avoid the theme of the innocent son dying for the sins of others in Israel's history, in a time of exodus, and ultimately in the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. The stark contrast is all other sons, even the animals, they die as victims. Only the greatest son of David chose to die willingly. Verse 5, look at it. Surely I was sinful at birth. In sin, did my mother conceive me? Now it's important if you look at verse 5 that this was not David's attempt to put blame on his mom. Rather, David concedes that his sin proceeds from a long-standing sinful nature in him. And here's what's amazing after he said that. Even though God is fully aware of our sinful nature, verse 6 tells us, God, who delights in truth, imparts wisdom nevertheless to the psalmist that he may repent and turn back to God. God seeks a person whose external profession is consistent with the internal reality of his or her being that is so often kept hidden from the rest of the world. This requirement of God is further elaborated in verses 16 all the way to 19. Now, dear friends, you and I, we need to recognize what David recognized of our sinfulness. If we really desire God's mercy and forgiveness. In the New Testament, our Lord Jesus explained his forgiveness to be unceasing if we truly repent. The question is, have we sinned against God and those around us? It's not if, but when we have, we need to stop the urge to blame others or our circumstances. 
Rather, we need to acknowledge our sins before God, as Psalm 51 demands. The forgiveness is there, but we need to repent. Now, in verses 7 to 9, the psalmist speaks of the effects of God's cleansing. He will receive joy and gladness. The bones broken can once more rejoice. Now, this rejoicing from the broken bone is set in contrast to another psalm in Psalm 32, verse 2, where in that psalm, in that verse, David's bones were wasting away when he held on to unconfessed sins. The same goes for us. That you and I, we know with unconfessed sins, our bones rot away within us even when we are smiling at the world. If we truly want to seek relief from brokenness caused by sins, we need to come in repentance before God. And Psalm 51, God has provided that for us. As you look at verses 10 to 12, after David's confession, the psalmist, he is keenly aware in him that the only way to continue a right relationship with God is to have inner transformation. He can't do it by himself. He needs God. And so he appeals to God, the creator, creating him a clean heart, a right spirit to be a new creation from inside out. This is the only way David, his choir, and you and I can overcome our sinful nature that seeks to rebel against God. Dear friends, what was a longing in David's time, in King David's time, became a fulfillment in King Jesus' time. In King Jesus, we become a new creation in him. In Jesus, the Holy Spirit will not leave us the way that King David fears. And when we finally receive forgiveness in Jesus, we can step out and point others back to God in verse 13. Brothers and sisters, if we bring before God a broken spirit and contrite heart, God will forgive us. For we do not have an imperfect king who sins, but a perfect king who carries our sins on himself. So dear friends, how should we pray Psalm 51 under the banner of King Jesus? We cannot apply directly our King Jesus that he has sinned against God. But we cannot avoid seeing our king crying out the deep pain because he bears the sin of David, the sins of David's choir, and the sins of you and me. And so we praise Psalm 51 even today with greater confidence than anyone before Christ. That if we truly acknowledge our sins and turn from them, God's mercy and love through King Jesus will be applied to us. So as we close this time, I'd like to invite us to pray Psalm 51 together. You have more to pray by yourself personally later. I'll encourage you to pray. Pray privately before God after this. You can even do so here. Turn off your cameras. I'm going to leave the room open with Psalm 51 playing in the background. So we're going to pray now and I invite you to pray with me. Let's pray. 
Oh dear Heavenly Father, have mercy on us because of your great love. In this time of distractions, we pray God that you search our hearts and reveal to us our sins that you are not pleased with. Our sins are always before us if we are honest with ourselves. And please help us to acknowledge our sins and turn from them. We have sinned and done evil in your sight. And God, you would be right to send us to eternal judgment. We can only come before you under the banner of our King to plead for your mercy and forgiveness. We know that you do not delight in mere sacrifices or well-crafted words or good actings. Rather, you desire in us a broken spirit and contrite heart. Please forgive us and renew us with a right spirit. Do not cast us away, for we plead under the banner of our King who had died to pay for our sins. And give us the joy of forgiveness and a steadfast spirit. Refresh our broken bones when we repent before you. And then help us to proclaim the gospel of repentance and forgiveness in Jesus to our world that needs him. We long for the day Father, when you will prosper the heavenly kingdom of Zion and fill our king's kingdom with all who are made righteous in him. In our king's name we pray. Amen. Now, dear friends, thank you for being here this morning. Feel free to head off right now or just turn off the camera and enjoy the next two songs on Psalm 51. They're pretty long, so feel free to head off straight away or just uh, listen to it while you carry on with your work. There are two songs that I'm going to play. One is Psalm um, 51 by the Sons of Korah. It's eight minutes. The other is another song in Psalm 51. It's in Hebrew with English subtitles. It's six minutes. So I'm going to switch off my camera. I'll leave the songs on. Feel free to enjoy the song. And God willing, we'll see each other tomorrow. Mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgression, wash away all my iniquity. Cleanse me from all my sin For I know my transgression And my sin is always before me Against you only have I seen Done what is evil in sight So that you are proved right when you speak 
am justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth. Surely I was sinful at birth. Surely you desire truth. Truth in the Sing of your righteousness. 